It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. And as usual, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. And um, we just ask that uh, you give me a call. If you don't want to call, uh, you want to just email me, you can do that. All you have to do is go to, uh, let's see, that would be info at karm.org. Info at karm.org. And... Um, you can uh, email me just you know, a radio question, put a subject, a radio question, or um, or a radio comment. You know, with the word radio in it, that'll uh, that'll get me in there. And people do send stuff in. I don't want you to think that I don't I don't notice them. I do, but we you know we have calls, and then um, and uh, so I'll get to them sometimes. Yeah, that's you know just what it is. Also, just to let you know, I'm only doing a half hour show on f- uh, Mondays because I have a doctorate program I am in, and uh, I've got to be online for a Monday night, a three-hour class and uh, on a, a Monday night, so that starts halfway through the show, and i got to do that. I asked them if I could just come in a half hour late and do the show, and they said, well, we prefer you to come in. So, uh, you know, that's the way it goes, and uh, they're good folks there, too. All right, all right, all right. So why don't we just jump on the air and get to Alberto from Savannah, Georgia. Alberto, welcome. You are on the air. Yes, good evening, Matt I got a question. Here. First chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Uh, some people think that when Apostle Paul is saying, if he, if he loves his body, you know, if he can, even though he'll preach to others, he himself be a castaway. Some people think that refers to salvation. I don't think so. Can you expound more on that verse, please? Yeah, it's a tough context? verse. Yeah, it's a tough verse, uh, you know, for... Uh, just those who hold his eternal security. But notice what it says. So he, he starts in verse 24. Do not run. Uh, do you not know that those who run the race uh, all run, not only to receive the prize, uh, run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the game, etc., has a self-control in all things. They didn't do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not without beating the air. But I discipline my body and make it my slave, so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be dis- disqualified. One of the things we could look at here is say is that he does this so he won't be disqualified, because he will never be disqualified. That's one of the options. See, he doesn't say so that I, I, I could be disqualified if I don't do enough. That's not what's going on. So I think that was, but uh, in the light of all the other scripture that says, you know, God says he won't leave us or forsake us, uh, Jesus will never lose any, that we would have to uh, take the principle, hermeneutical principle, of taking a verse that can be understood in different ways and then interpreting it in harmony with the clear verses when it deals with the same topic. So if we're going to look at this and say that it deals with the issue of eternal security, then, uh, you know, if they lose their salvation, well then, okay, if that's the case, then why does Jesus say it's the will of the Father that he lose none? And, uh, you know, Jesus says they have everlasting life, they'll never perish. Uh, you know, things like this, which seem to be quite clear. So I think uh, that one of the possibilities, exegetically, is that you could lose your salvation. And what I mean, I don't believe it's true, but I mean, 
exegetically, you could derive that from the text. But you could also derive exegetically from the text that this stuff that he does demonstrates that he will not be disqualified. So we don't want to say that the things that he does keeps him right with God. Because if someone were to say, well, this means that you can lose your salvation, well, then does it also teach you keep it by how good you are, how much work you do? Because that would be a false teaching. So it's a difficult uh, scripture to get through. And I don't believe that, Jesus, that uh, Paul the Apostle is teaching we can lose our salvation. I think he's just drawing an analogy and that he's bringing it to the people who uh, don't understand the requirement necessity of walking the Christian life, and they'll be disqualified. Not that they lose their salvation, but the evidence of their lack of salvation become manif- manifest. That's how I look at it, okay? Because I hear some people say that, that refer to, he don't want to be disqualified as a, his ministry, as a minister. You know what I mean? Like, you know, his ministry, so he don't want to be disqualified. So, so he wants to, that's what, that's what some people teach that, that, that his ministry, so he wants, he don't want to be disqualified as a minister doing his ministry to be preaching the gospel to others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's viable as well. But he does talk about this issue running the race, the Christian race. This is a, but he says, verse 20, to the Jews, it became a Jew, you know, and um, uh, to win those. Uh, and I might, yeah, to those who are under the law, under the law. So he's talking about the witnessing. So I think it's it's a good possibility that he's talking about the issue of uh, being disqualified from his ministerial role because that you can lose. Like for example, a pastor who committed adultery. Well, sorry, you're gone. That's it. No more pastoring for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like he, some other verses he mentioned. You know. Apostle Paul said, "Not that I reached the high calling God, uh, calling God, but I press forward, you know, like a horse running at full gallop, you know, to reach the, right. the, the, the basically the reward, not salvation, but the reward, the high calling Christ Jesus, you know." To, to, yeah, I think the ministry one is a good one. Yeah, I think it. it mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think the ministry opportunity thing is a good one, um, but. Uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. You know, we had a lot of comments there. There's a lot of conditions. Okay, okay. So I think it's, you mm-hmm. know, it's an interesting verse. It really is an interesting verse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, thank okay. you. God bless. Keep a good rate. Hey, Amen. God bless. You too. We'll see you. All right. right. So that's Alberto. As I said, I'll be gone in 20 minutes. Going to do a half-hour show today. And if you want to give me a call before then, all you have to do is dial 877-207-2276. And if you don't want to give me a call, you can you can uh, email me, info at carm.org. Oh, I forgot to say what day this is. This is uh, for the podcasters, October 16th, 2023 been watching the Hamas uh, Israel stuff and uh, what really surprises me it shouldn't surprise me is how bad our schools are they're this leftist uh, organization but one thing that bothers me a great deal is um, how come the pundits don't talk about the more important issue of our country and the concerted effort there is to undermine everything about it and that there must be people behind this who are, who are working this why is it that the uh, the newsbeat doesn't talk about this. These are exactly the kinds of things that you would expect if someone was inside the country trying to destroy it. You know, open borders, which no country does that, just America. It's 
stupid. Um, and uh, destroying the family, the perversion of sexuality, uh, you know, abortion, uh, government turning against its citizens, uh, things like that. So uh, these are the kinds of things. We'll get in the schools under control of leftist uh, regimes, making pornography of easily available uh, drug addictions, uh, there's more socialistic pressures. So these are kind of things. How come the news media isn't talking about them? That's just a comment that uh, I'd like to make. Let's get to Billy from Charlotte, North Carolina. Billy, welcome. You are on the air. Uh, yes, sir. What is your favorite or preferred version of the Bible? Yeah, I use the NASB, New American Standard Bible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, I appreciate it. Okay. Which, uh, which one do you use? The NIV. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, uh, it's not bad. But uh, what I, I do is I judge uh, Bibles by, um, by Romans um, 5.18. Romans 5.18, which uh, it tells me how the translators are going because Romans 5.18 is very particular in the Greek. And uh, because of what it says, people are, the translators are allowing their prejudices to govern how it's translated. And the NIV does that, the King James does it. And so uh, I don't trust those as well, or as much as I trust the NASB, which sticks to the Greek as much as possible. And so that's why I do that. Okay, I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Have a good one. Sure, no problem. And you too. All right. Hey, if you want to give me a call, folks, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. They have nobody waiting right now. So what I think what I'll do is go over to a little bit of hate mail or just you know, a couple of questions that come in from uh, the, the listeners. So let's see. Radio questions. We've got a few. I know James says that God doesn't tempt. I'm wondering if God not only allows trials, but causes, sends trials to believers. Yes, a temptation is different than allowing or sending a trial. A temptation is to tempt us to do something wrong, specifically by your hand. But a trial is something that is allowed to come upon you, and how you deal with it is your own. And so God absolutely does allow trials to come upon us, because no trial can get to us unless God has ordained it. Some people think that when we talk about ordination, it means direct causation in every sense. No, it does not. To ordain means that God has either directly decreed it or uh, indirectly permitted it. But it's within his will, and he says, I want this to happen. I'm going to let it occur the way it is. Just like I might say to my child who's riding a bike, I'm going to let you fall. Okay, I'm going to let you do it. He's going to learn how to do this. It's that kind of a thing. So, yes, uh, that is certainly... um, uh, the case, okay. All right, let's see. Oh, I can't get to that. Uh, oh boy, okay. How about this? Let's see. Let's see. Recently listened to your podcast, what you discussed, what it meant when Jesus came up out of the water after baptism. This brought to mind Joshua. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I actually took notes on that. That's a good one. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciated that. And uh, Lynn, hello, Mister Slick. Hope and pray all is well with y'all. I like that. I know that Jesus is coming back, but I hear it is the second coming. Correct. Wouldn't this be considered his third coming? <laughs> because he was born a baby, then rose from the dead, and ascended to his father. Uh, no. So the first arrival of Christ was his incarnation. The second is when he comes back in the clouds. 
that's what it is. Uh, and his rising from the dead, going, ascending into heaven, is not his return, the second coming. That's not what it is. So um, Jesus will return once from heaven. He's not going to return halfway into the clouds. Nothing in Scripture says he descends into the clouds and then returns back into heaven. There's only one instance of uh, him descending in the clouds, and it's prophesied in Acts 1, 9-11, and it says this is how he's going to return. And it's, there's always one return of Christ, and it's described that way. Now, some people might want to respond and say, well, what he's going to do is he's going to uh, return partially. But it, that's not really the return. It's the rapture. So he descends in the cloud, meets people in the air, and then goes back up in heaven. But nothing in Scripture says that there's a dual arrival of Christ in the clouds in two different uh, uh, situations. So that's, uh, that's an issue. All right, let's see. This is from somebody in Norway. What's up with some Christians being so obsessed with celebrating the Feast of Booths and traveling to Israel for that? They mix in that it's to bless Israel and teach Israel as God's chosen people. Well, you know, when people keep feasts of various kinds and they want to do that, that that's fine. They can do that. It just, uh, as long as they're not doing it in order to be uh, declared righteous before God or contribute or maintain their righteousness before God. But that uh, it's just something that they want to do. And if they want to, that's okay. But since there's so many Christians who might be doing this, I think then at that point you might want to ask individuals about that and see what they say. Hey, there's the break. We'll be right back after these messages. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right back. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right. Hey, everybody, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Uh, we'll be done at the bottom of the hour. I've got to do my homework online. I've got to be an online class halfway through the show, so that's on Mondays. Let's get to Valiant from Indiana. Valiant, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, man, um, this weekend I was talking to a friend, and he was invited by a, a friend of his to a uh, church, and we got talking about it, mm-hmm. and I, I looked the place up online, I was just curious, and it turns out it's a Quaker church, Uh huh. and I was just wondering, uh, we looked it up, uh, kind of what that denomination believes, and some of it was pretty nutty, but I was just wondering <laughs> what you thought about that. <laughs> Okay, now I got to ask you. So tell me what was nutty um, about the Quakers. I'm sure well, one of just one of the uh, I'm not sure even what church it was, but it said that they believe that all um, all truth or something was found from looking within yourself. Yep. Um, and I thought that's uh, that sounded pretty heretical to me, but. Um. Yeah, what they do is they tend to, um, like at a preaching service at a church, they believe in the inner light of the Holy Spirit that will then bear witness of truth. 
And in First John two twenty seven, you don't need that anyone teach you, but the anointing which you receive abides in you will teach you of all things. So they take that, and they go way too far with it. And so, I've heard of uh, Quakers uh, not preparing any sermon, anything. They'll get up to preach, and they just trust that God will fill their hearts and their minds at the moment. So uh, they do believe, from what I understand, believe in the Trinity and that Jesus is the Son of God. But uh, you know, I would, would like to do a little bit more research on them. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's a it's an odd group in that sense. Okay, yeah, I re- we read through the uh, like the doctrinal statement of this one, and um, th- it, everything was kind of vague. It seemed like, and uh, mm-hmm. on theirs, there was nothing that really stood out to me. It's crazy, but yeah, I just I don't know if that was uh, if it was basically a cult or if they were just a little little bit off or what. They're they're off, and uh, yeah, a lot of good Quakers, but uh, yeah, I would just uh, you know they're not very organized, and they're they're into the inner witness, but they have to have a guide by which they can then determine what is true and false. So, from what I understand, like I said, they believe in Trinity, and uh, Jesus as the Son of God, which would be God the Son. So, uh, I think they're within the Christian camp, but they do not, uh, like I said, uh, they don't really uh, believe in much of an organizational structure, even though they have churches, and they do that kind of a thing. It's where people get up and preach and teach, so it's a little bit odd. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you got you got anybody else on, or could I ask you another? Well, we got one more person waiting really fast. What do you got? Um, th- there was uh, listening to this guy talk about the Eastern Orthodox Church, mm-hmm. and they're I guess they kind of hold church tradition over uh, their doctrine of scripture. And uh, I don't know. I just didn't know if any of that if uh, how valid that was. The Eastern Orthodox Church is not a Christian church, and uh, the reason it, it is not is because it teaches a false gospel. So they like to say, basically, that we participate in the energies of God, the kind of gracious energies that God produces, and that through the membership of the church, the sacraments, various things, that these energies are moved into you and upon you and over a long period of time in your life you become justified and it's called theosis and along with theosis is the idea of um, becoming uh, godlike but they don't say that you can become a god but that you become godlike and it's not it's it's a deification without being deity that you become more like god mm-hmm. and this is how you obtain righteousness it's really bad yeah it, it's uh, and then they teach that this is how they teach salvation is it's a process that you have to go through it's bad okay interesting yeah yeah uh, now, so i would just stay away from it because it's a it's uh basically a, it's like it's as it is as apostate as the roman catholic church is Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks, Matt. All right, man. God bless. Yep. yep. All right. Hey, no problem. Let's see. Let's get to Debbie from North Carolina. Debbie, welcome. You are on the air. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for taking the call. I have two questions. My first question is, do our animals go to heaven? 
second part is well let's just read first i'm sorry Let's do one at a time. So um, I don't know if animals go to heaven. The Bible doesn't say that, like, my cat, you know, when it dies, does it go to heaven. Uh, I don't know. And the Bible doesn't say yes. The Bible doesn't say no. But I tend to say no because uh, they're not made in the image of God and, and won't be set in the presence of God. But it does look like the animals will be on paradise earth, on earth as, as it's remade. So is there a chance there that God might make, uh, you know, our old pet Fido? come back i don't know i i, I don't want to say yes but uh i just don't know what the new condition is going to be like there okay uh, okay because that kind of leads to my next question like in revelation we read of christ returning on a white horse and is that uh-huh. literal or symbolic well uh the bible says that he returns from the clouds but when he talks about the right horse the horse white is purity and the horse uh, is strength so the issue is he'll be coming back mm-hmm. with judgment and power. So is it literally on a horse? No, I don't believe that. Uh, because Rome, Revelation is a very highly okay. symbolic book. So it's just talking there about the imagery of him returning in great power with great strength. Okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, God bless, Debbie. All right. Let's get to Darius from california welcome you're on the air hi i um i wanted to call about a certain issue that i've been dealing with recently in my mind it's about uh the topic of blasphemy against the holy spirit and it's a sin that i i keep struggling with in my head it it drives me crazy i lose sleep over it i have um um in the past i feel like i have I have committed it. I feel like I have attributed the works of uh, evil to what is undeniably good. And I, I I did it out of as anger, out of something that had nothing to even do with, with God. It had to do with my own okay. real ignorance, really. And I, all I really want to do is practice my love for Jesus, but I, I keep getting haunted by these thoughts that I can't be forgiven. And it says in the Bible that I can't be forgiven. So I just wanted to call in. If- if uh, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is committed, which is Matthew twelve twenty two through 32, saying that Jesus himself did the miracles by the power of the devil, there is a debate on whether anybody is even capable of committing that sin today because some say you had to be alive there watching Jesus and then attribute it then for it to be a true blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. If, however, let's just say it's possible to commit it today. Any such person who has committed it would not have the Holy Spirit working on them. The Holy Spirit bears witness of Jesus, and the desire to serve Christ is from the Holy Spirit, because he bears witness of Christ, John 14, 26. So the fact that you want to serve Jesus means you never committed it. Don't worry about it. You're secure in Christ. Rest in him. Okay. Now, we're out of time. i got to go, because i got to do my class now. Call back tomorrow, and we'll talk about this some more, because I want you to be secure and at peace about it you call back tomorrow okay gotta go buddy all right thank you so much all right call back all right god bless everybody it's matt slick live taking your calls at 877-207-2276 here's matt slick all right welcome back to the show let's get back to jacob jacob are you there so with what you are saying, would you say that's one of the best arguments to use against the Roman Catholics when they say that Jesus is omnipresent in the Eucharist? 
No, because what they're saying is that the presence and the nature of Christ are distinct and distinguished from the essence of the Eucharistic uh, presence or wafer. So they'll say that the uh, the wafer here's what becomes inconsistent. I'm trying to think. You might have a better point in that. I'm thinking. Uh, they say it's in with and under transubstantiation, and the the confusion rests in the issue of of the blending of the the natures of the bread and the the body. And I've heard and read where they say it is only retaining the appearance of bread and is no longer bread, but has been transformed into it. So its nature has changed. So then they would say that this, and this would not violate the laws of logic here, but what they're saying is that the nature of the bread changes. It retains the physical appearance, but its nature is different and it's the nature of the body of Christ. And so therefore, when you take it, you're taking the body of Christ. So they wouldn't be violating uh, logical uh, category mistakes and stuff like that in that case. But okay. wouldn't they be saying that the body is omnipresent because they're observing it all over the world. That's a problem. And I've asked Catholics, uh, is it not the case that a human body is by definition in one place at a time? Yes. Then how can Jesus' body be ubiquitous? And they say, well, it's just a mystery. And what I'm doing is showing them, just from what you're, you're getting at, is that there's a problem when they say that the body of Christ is in multiple places. And I've had them say, well, we don't know what God does in heaven. So therefore, it can happen, and these are all arguments just from flat-out ignorance. And so, uh, there's that. And plus, I'll say, well, look, um, did he actually drink? Did they actually drink the, the the blood of Christ? Yes, before the crucifixion. Yes, but you say that the sacrifice is the sac the Eucharist is the sacrifice body and blood of Christ, right? Yes. Then how did it happen before the institution? Before the sacrifice. That's a bit of a problem for them to, to work out. And the other thing is, well, Leviticus seventeen fourteen says that uh, Jews are not to drink the blood of any flesh. So was Jesus breaking Levitical law by telling them to drink blood? And they have a problem with that too. They have their ways of of trying to get out of it, but their their ways aren't very good. They're not very sound logically. Anyway, okay. And if Luke twenty two twenty, when Jesus says the cup is the new covenant if they were consistent they would have to say that cup was literally the new covenant right that's a good point i never thought of that before that's a good point the cup now what they mean by it is the containing of the container of the cup the blood now what they do they take the wafer they dip it into the 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 wine and it's called intinction so that the wine is then infused into the wafer and when the priest lifts it up it's changed into the body and blood of christ is no longer just uh bread and wine but yeah it, it's the cup is what symbolizes I, there's a word for that it's a simile or something like that and that's what's going on and so when jesus says i'm the door he's not literally a door just as this is the cup is not literally the cup or this specific cup that he's talking about okay and when they do that, is it correct that they actually venerate the host? It's correct that they do it. It's sinful that they do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, they'll parade around the elements and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and they'll 
space them and venerate them. Yes, and it's called a monstrance. M O N S T R A N C E, a monstrance. They, they once the wafer has been transformed into the body of Christ, it's actually Jesus now. So they put it in a monstrance, and you can look up the word. You can see pictures of varying kinds, and it's like a sunburst of rays of gold coming out, and they put the round away from the middle, and then they will lift it up and they'll bow before it. And so this is idolatry, and they'll say, "Well, it's it's a body of Christ." Well, it's not the body of Christ. And uh, then they'll parade it, like you said, uh, do various things. It's just another form of idolatry that they're doing. And they like to say that it's not a re-sacrifice, but it's propitiatory. It is a re-sacrifice. They say it isn't, but it is. And it's a propitiatory sacrifice. It cleanses uh, from sin. And a propitiatory sacrifice is a sacrifice to say it's propitiatory um you would have to redefine propitiation then because propitiation in the bible is a sacrifice that turns away wrath and so that's what it means it doesn't mean it's potentially removed it means it actually is which is really interesting if you go to first john 2 2 propitiation for the whole world Ooh, what does that mean then everybody's going to go to heaven another side note so when they say it's propitiatory uh then they have a problem and so let me see catholic or I mean, karm.org, um, uh, Eucharist, because I've got the uh, quotes, Eucharist sacrifice. Let's see if I've got, I can find it really quickly. Mass sacrifice of Christ. And uh, so, yeah, they call it a sacrifice. The holy sacrifice of the Eucharist, paragraph uh, 1055. The Eucharist is also a sacrifice, paragraph 1365. There you go. It's a sacrifice. Okay. So they're basically saying that Jesus' sacrifice was not perfect, but it has to be done over again. That's what they're saying, but they don't realize it. If you tell them they're saying that, they're going to say, that's not what we're saying, but it is. Because Jesus was so offered once for all. So it's basically self-refuting. Yes, right. But this is what happens like when you... Like all false religions. There you go. You just took the words out of my mouth. This is what happens with false religions. They don't make sense. And then they it's called cognitive dissonance. And, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Okay, so thank good you. Good for you. Good for you, buddy. Keep up the good work, man. All right. Hey, okay, let's see. We've got, oh, we've got William from Dayton, Ohio, waiting a long time. Okay, Will, you are on the air, if you're there. Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, oh, doing radio. This is, this is a very, very important question. Uh, okay been dwelling within me here lately and okay. everything that's going on with worldly events but uh, mm -hmm. so it says in the Bible for us to pray for our enemies right yes that means pray for and, Biden and to love our enemies mm-hmm yep. well so I believe Biden's if, an enemy of the people I believe yeah I do that's my opinion okay so what if they're just using that as a control mechanism to further their agenda, you know, and to enslave the human race, you know, to, if they're, they can use the Bible as a control mechanism. Of course you see can. where I'm trying to get at? Like, sure. It was misused to, to justify slavery. It's been misused to justify uh, destruction of, of uh, people's rights. And it can be misused in many different ways. Just, you know, that's, that's true. Okay, so, so but think about that. But if okay. they're using the words in the Bible control mm -hmm. mechanism to further an agenda, mm -hmm. which could 
and it's not even a, a question of it could eventually you know the human race is going to be totally enslaved at what point do we draw the line and, and fight I can't repeat what I think on the air about that okay well can you kind of sum it up to me that um, that I could that we could you know use that's why I tell people read the Declaration of Independence. Uh, in my opinion, the uh, the our government is no longer uh, has not been for quite a while working for the best interests of the people. That's not to say every person in power is corrupt, but um, the corruption is obvious. We have hypocrisy in the yeah. highest levels. We have uh, insider trading. We have the people raiding the treasury. They've opened up our borders. They have um, broken laws. They, go, like January 6th committee, they're going after people, trying to destroy people's lives for basically just what uh -huh. amounts to trespassing. Uh, they're going after everybody, looking for people. They want to denounce. They want to destroy anybody. It's it's uh, it's just the same kind of technique, uh, but with limits, uh, as um, uh, Stalinist Russia, in that they destroy their enemies. And so, um, good men. It, it actually, it makes me feel bad to even to question the Bible, because you know I, I want to pray for my enemies. I want to love my neighbor. You should. But they're think about this. But they're using, yes. but they're using that aspect to control <laughs> us to further well, an agenda. Did. Yes, Satan did the same thing. He would misuse Scripture in order to get his agenda going. But look, we are to pray for uh, the enemies of, of the gospel, and we, so that means uh, we pray for Biden and Pelosi and and the Pope and things like that. We pray for them. Okay, now hold on, we got a break. Okay. Yes, I know, not just that. Look at the world but, uh, economic. Hold on, we got a break. We got a break. Hold on, okay. Hey, folks, three open lines. You want to give me a call? 877-207-2276. Be right back. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Just want to let you know that we stay on the air by your support. And if you want to help out, all you got to do is go to carm.org forward slash donate. If you like what you hear, please support us because that's what we need in order to stay on the air. And if you don't like what uh, you hear, then pray for me. Okay. All right, let's get back on with Will from Dayton. Are you still there? I'm still here, brother. Okay. So, In light so basically, of, what, when, when is enough? When is enough enough? You know, I've that's I subjective. Have, I've drawn my line in the sand, mm -hmm. so to speak. It's subjective. You know, yeah. we we use violence when there's no other recourse. There are recourses. Uh, the idea of taking back what needs to be taken back uh, is a dangerous and a very serious issue. Uh, the, the government is working against the people and against the Constitution and is doing things that are wrong. The recourse is for us to vote and to protest and to raise our uh, ire so that they can be heard and do this consistently. We need to do this. That's what needs to happen. 
That's how, as Christians, we should be praying, and then we should be getting people in office uh, on the local level and the great level. And then we should be demanding the legitimacy of our elections. Because personally, I don't trust them anymore. I, I'm a, I don't know. I, I don't trying to, I, I've lost my, my faith in the elections. Uh, I just have. And I believe COVID was used as a control marker. Uh, I mean, at first, I think it was legit. It was had some problems. I mean, I was wearing masks. We didn't know what was going on. I, I get that, and I grant that. That's not a problem. But after a while, it became and I obvious. I agree with that. Yeah, after a while, it became obvious. This is uh, now they're just using for control. In fact, uh, well, I'm getting into some stuff. I've written like 30 articles on COVID, masks, research, and things like that. And um, I, I will never take that COVID vaccine personally you and me both yeah I, I, it's a matter but of self-defense you, but, you see, but you see what you see where this is heading like if, if they start yeah. ushering mm-hmm. this digital currency in mm-hmm. you know we're, right we're now we're we're sheep we're sheep in the pasture uh-huh. if they That's start right. ushering in this digital currency and whatever comes with that we're getting further and further closer oh, to the slaughterhouse Absolutely. See, what's going to happen is that they'll. The, the goal would be to be in control. They don't want to destroy everybody. You know, the, the powers that be. They don't want to have anarchy in their hands and people dying in the streets. They want to have uh, control, and so they're going to be gradually moving things. And if they can get control of the digital currency, and as we already know, now the government, the banks are supposed to report transaction of six hundred dollars or more to the federal government. Now the federal government's telling us, uh, watching watching uh, over our shoulder what we spend our money on these little things like this and then you get used to it and then they'll just move it down to 500 or 400 or any transactions now are to be judged by uh, what the government allows and doesn't allow are you allowed to buy bullets you allowed to buy guns you're allowed to buy uh, extra food oh you're storing up extra food we've noticed that your grocery bill has been uh, increased at, at uh, an, a, you know, an unnecessary level. Why are you doing this? Are you a white supremacist because you're storing up food, getting ready to, to raid uh, or fight back? Is that what you're doing? They can accuse you of all kinds of stuff. And this is right. you know, one of the issues. Uh, I got, hey, look, dude, let me tell you, I know indirectly, I'll just leave it that way, that uh, there are uh, trucks that are being developed that they can drive down the street and just aim a, 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 a heat kind of a sensor gun at your home. They can tell where everybody is and what weapons you have in the house. That's Down wonderful. The oh, yeah. I, they can tap into your uh, wireless. They can tap into your, uh, your your Internet. They can do all this kind of stuff. They can tell you exactly where, where people are in your house by looking at it. And this has been around for a long time. So I'm just... I'm to the point to where, you know, I, I, I hate to question the word, but they're using that against them. They're using that as a control mechanism to advance mm-hmm. their agenda. Yeah, a lot of them are. And, you know, when uh, when you hear a politician say Jesus would, would support a pro-choice movement, you know, that's blasphemy. And they will use God's yeah. word because they are liars, deceivers, uh, cheats, and they serve their, their, their father, the devil. And so, as Christians, Absolutely. we need to be. It's, it's true. As Christians, we need to uh, stand against this. And the, and the primary way is by prayer. People think prayer doesn't do anything. Well, no, it does. You've got to be praying. If all the Christian churches praying for this country, it, God's going to raise up people. That's what He does. 
and he works uh, things to, to change. We want conversions of people in government. I don't want them to go to hell. I don't want Biden to go to hell. I don't want Pelosi to go to hell. I don't trust either one of them, period. I think so, they're hypocrites so and liars, gotta, but I don't want them to go to hell. I want them to be about, saved. Think about what you were saying, though, these, this equipment that they have that can monitor and they get a lot more see where the heat is within the home. That's that's our own brothers and sisters. Yep. They could take a laser that you can't see, put it on your window, and they could hear what you're saying. They can uh, watch the vibrations of the voice that hits a light source. Like you have a light bulb in a, in a lampshade, whatever, in your, your office, and there's a window. What they can do is uh, aim a, a beam of some sort upon the window and look at the light. And your voice causes air pressure to hit the uh, the light bulb, which causes a slight super light flicker. You can't see it, but they can pick it up and they can help. Uh, it helps discern what you're saying at a distance. Why would they have something like that? Why would our government have something like that against its own people? Does that make any sense? Well, they would initially want to do this in order to uh, root out the enemy. You know, across, you, know, you could turn it on at an embassy across the street, you know, a different embassy, and you could do it. Well, it's never supposed to be used on the people. We've heard that. My mom and dad said something very interesting. They told me, to my face, income tax was uh, specifically developed for World War II to help fund the war effort. And they were specifically told it's only for the duration of the war. They both told me this. My dad served in World War II. My mom helped build uh, B-17 uh, wings uh, as a woman in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the factories. They told me what was going on. They said it was supposed to only be for the war. They never repealed it. The government gives, it, it will say one thing and then very frequently do another. This is why it's important to have godly men and women Christian men and women in office. Oh, no, church is, separates the church and state. No, what that means is that the state is not to tell you what religion to practice. It doesn't mean you can't have Christians in office who believe in the sufficiency of Scripture and the authority of God to whom they have to answer, and so they won't take bribes. This is what we have. This is what we deserve in this country because, I mean, look at it. LGBTQ is now indoctrinated and, and passes law as being acceptable. And if you don't agree with it, you can be uh, fined. Uh, pronoun crap with the issue. You don't use someone's pronouns according to what they want. You can be fined or jailed or lose your job or canceled, whatever. There's different levels of this that's going out there. Or abortion, the killing of the unborn. These are all instantiated as laws, or becoming more laws. Uh, the stuff about the pronoun thing I've heard more about recently. These things are becoming laws, and some are laws, which means our, our government is officiating in the practice of sin and rebellion against God. Now, what's the battle? The battle is a spiritual battle, Ephesians 6.12. We as Christians, we have the, the Lord God on our side. The gates of hell will not prevail against a church, Matthew 16, 18. That means when we go kick the gates down, they're not going to stand. But eventually, they're going to fall. But what Christians now do is say, there's a gate of hell. So let's run, take cover. Gates don't do anything. We are the ones who are on the offense of God. Says, Jesus says, go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. He sent them out. He's even said, buy a sword, Luke 24, 36. And it's not for the purpose of being aggressive. It's for defense. 
We have the right of defense. And we can use the laws in a defensive means. And we should be saying to the politicians, get these people out of uh, jails who've been in there without trial, without due process, who uh, January 6th stuff, who just trespassed. Get them out. And yet these guys, like that one guy, I forgot his name, whatever his name is, who instigated the breaking of the laws, he... There's nothing happening to him. Why? Because he's with the left. So when the people in control are, are the ones who can raid the treasury, set the laws, and they're the ones who can say who gets punished, not gets punished, that's where you get corruption. And the only way to prevent that is to have godly men and women in place. And we don't have them. Our country's lost. Okay. Well, it sounds like to me is, in essence, we're creating our own prison state. Humanity yes, we are. is allowing this to happen. We mm-hmm. we. At some point, you see what I'm saying? At some point, oh, yeah. we have to, we can't let that control our faith. We have to intervene, to. or we God should. has to intervene. That's right. You pray for you at, pray for the what? salvation of the enemies of this country and of the Christian faith, like Biden and uh, Pelosi and others. You pray for them. Kamala Harris, uh, you pray for them. You pray for their salvation. I have prayed for them, and we need to continue to pray for them. Okay, and pray for them it's, it's not just should. here in our own country. This, this is over. a global thing. Absolutely. See, the United States is practicing censorship through its pressuring of uh, private uh, corporations. Criminals are getting out under the name of equity. We tried equity, or not we. Equity has been tried. It's called, it was called Marxism. Everybody's equal. The equal outcome, and it led to the death of uh, millions upon millions and millions and millions of people. Uh, the United States is in really bad debt, and it's getting worse. There's a, the funding of the of the police, which increases uh, the rise of, of uh, criminal activity. There's the, what's called democide, the intentional killing of the RNM people. That's happened a lot. The elections, the people, more and more people don't trust the elections. The FBI is weaponized. I don't the IRS is being weaponized. The leaders apparently are hypocrites. You know, it's pretty obvious. They say wear masks and then they don't wear masks. They say get rid of your guns and they hire police protection. They say don't drive uh, carbon emitting uh, vehicles and they take private jets. There's money laundering going through Ukraine, uh, open borders against the laws. Uh, that means that they don't care about the people of this country. Oppressive practices, like I said, so sixteen dollars in transactions. Schools are indoctrination areas for, idol- for idolatry, uh, ideology, activism, and protests against the status quo in our constitution. This is what's going on. Christians should wake up. What can we do? I'll tell you what we can do. All the pastors, real pastors, not the women pastors, because they're false pastors. Women shouldn't be in office of in a past pulpit. But they can certainly be prayer warriors, that's for sure. And the men need to start teaching in the pulpit what needs to be done, not every day, you know, every Sunday, but this needs to be on the forefront, and all pastors across America and across the world should start praying. Number one, you start praying, and you ask God to take care of this, and you ask him to use you, and pray for the conversion of the people in office. Pray that God would raise up godly people to replace the evil ones. You ask God to do this. We don't raise a hand to hurt anybody. We vote. We do whatever we can the best way we can. And that's how it's supposed to be done. And Christians need to start voting and doing other stuff. In fact, I've got almost out of time. Let me just throw this out really fast. Wouldn't it be great if, on, let's say, pick a day like September 1st through the entire month, that what happened is everybody with the letter last name starts with A showed up at a capital 
with signs protesting, want our constitution back, want our state back. And then the next day, letter with B, letter with C. Everyone did it all over the United States at the same time. Guarantee you'll get in the news. We need to start doing this kind of stuff like this and be organized. That's what we need to do as Christians. And we're out of time. Call back tomorrow. We got to talk more about this stuff. Sorry, we're out of time. And Curtis from South Carolina, I want to hear what you had to say about this. I want you to call back tomorrow, too. Please, Curtis, we're out of time. The Lord bless you all. By His grace, we're back on the air tomorrow. And teach Bible study tonight. So, hey, God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.